You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. We are live from St. Vincent College here in beautiful Latrobe. Uh, the Steelers on the practice field here in front of us at Chuck Knoll Field. And uh, the rain is holding off here. It looks like it's going at to... At least uh, for now, yeah. looks like it's going to miss us here. It looks like everything's off. Everything is... The, the, the dark clouds are all off to our... Uh, Good point, that, yeah. I believe that's the east. So it looks like... Uh, they've I'll take your word for it. The uh, snuck bias there. Uh, or they may be north of us. I, I don't know. I, I can't figure out which direction. But it may have gone north of us here. Either way, Either it way. is not raining here. They don't it, seem too concerned. Yeah, they are not. I, I get a little uh, scared today. I was over uh, talking to some guys uh, outside the locker room earlier today, and all of a sudden some school buses started pulling up. They were driving through, and I'm like, uh-oh. Because usually when the school buses oh, show, right, they load them up. That means they're going somewhere else, but that was not the case. They just drove through. They were here for something else. Uh, the Steelers are uh, – they believe they have a window here to practice. and uh, well, they're, Yeah, they're, well, they're halfway it through in. it already, so they're getting it in. Absolutely. Just did seven shots, just did uh, – <laughs> I don't pay as much attention, nor does anyone, to the special team stuff, but they did punt from, like, basically their goal line. Yes. That's, that's a hairy situation there. Absolutely. I mean, like, you want to get it off and all that, but there's no doubt the first one would have got blocked for a safety. I mean, like, but how much blocking are you really allowed to do? How much rush are you allowed to do? That's a sticky situation, though. It was like on the one-inch line. Yeah, in fact, I, I actually talked to uh, to Nick Herbig today kind of about that same thing. Okay. Uh, you know, he uh, – obviously, he was one of the standouts of practice yesterday. And I, yeah, he was. Um, I said, you know, how much can you – he was asked how much you can – you know, can he get out of these practices? There's no pads on. He says, well, I mean, you're, lo- you're working on technical stuff here. So when the pads come on uh, next week – it gets a little tougher because now you're a bigger target. No, good point. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know the people who are said, "Well, he, you know, he's beating Dan Moore. He's doing this." Like, he's a. I mean, he's a smaller target right now. He's a smaller, faster target coming off the edge. It's a good way of putting it. Now you put the uh, the pads on him, and all of a sudden now Moore has a little bit more to, to work with in terms of that. No question, and even from the opposite perspective, like pass rushers or upfield players are often, very, very often. Attack that your opponent's edges. You yeah. know, attack their their shoulders. You don't you don't try to go down the middle of a guy. Yeah, I mean, sure, bull, you're not bull rushing anybody when you don't have pads on. Right, but all of a sudden those edges become a little wider when Dan Moore has his pads on. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like there's a it's a bigger blocking sled, so to speak. So, it, 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 I think we stressed this yesterday with Herbig. I mean, there, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of media people talking about, boy, what a great practice, and it was. But what I got away from it was his. His get-off, because yeah. that get-off isn't changing, and he comes off low, he comes off explosive, he's fluid changing directions, he has used his hands well. You mentioned it when we were on the way to lunch, he had the... Uh, the little duck under move. Yeah, the little you know duck under move that TJ does so well, 
And, hey, I mean, that's still going to hold up. It's still going to be the same mo- motion, but maybe Dan Moore would have planted them into the ground. Right. <laughs> you know, that's not happening here, you know? Yeah. Um, now, he did say, I, I asked him about that. I said, you know, I saw that Duck Under move yesterday. I said, did you learn that from T.J. Watt? He says, I learned it watching film of T.J. Watt. Okay. He said, then I, you know, then I asked T.J. some, you know, different technical things about it. He's, he's trying that out. Well, mm-hmm. It looked pretty good. People don't think pass rush moves are technical. They take so many reps to get that right, to get your body control where you can have bent knees, uh, a butt nice and low, not lose your power and um, acceleration and all that to, to get these hands in the right place against premier left tackles. That takes a lot of work. So I'm sure he's refining that, but it was a good start. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I, I always like to get – I had a little spin move in basketball mm-hmm. where, I, you know, you give the – you cross over and then you, you spin off the off the body of the defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice that. Oh, I'm you sure. I mean, you don't just do it. You don't just you do practice it, right? It because you got to get that footwork right, and then you got to you got to feel the the, you know, the defender's body, mm-hmm. and you use his momentum, his momentum, and your momentum against him. It's the same thing on a pass rush move on a spin a spin move on a pass rush. You set that guy up, and you get him going one way, and then you spin off of him the other way. Yeah. Again, that's a it's a very technical. Thing to do and i can't speak to basketball but i'm sure there's some similarities like you said that you have to marry your feet and hands you know right. so at the contact point if i only have one foot in the ground and you know joe thomas anthony munoz gives me a, a, a shot i'm not holding up you know <laughs> like you gotta have feet and hand married at the right point of contact and when to accelerate and all those things yeah when he hits that punch you want to have your best base. Yeah, you got to absorb it and without hopefully losing too much. So all that stuff takes technique and timing and all those type of things. It's not just run real fast around the edge. No, it is not. Uh, earlier today, Matt, the Steelers announced their 2023 Hall of Honor class. Uh, that includes James Harrison, Ray Mansfield, uh, Jerry Moon Mullins, and Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith is here today with his family. Um, ten Super Bowls. Oh, wow. With that group. Wow, okay. Um and for just to pull back the curtain, just right before they did seven shots, which was the period before this, Mike Tomlin introduced Aaron Smith. He said he was here very enthusiastically. I thought it was a you – know, and, of course, the fans went crazy. Smith's a fan favorite. You've interacted with him a lot over the years. James Harrison's a recent one as well. I'm sure most don't remember Mansfield, nor do I, but he sort of set the standard for he started the centers. Play, he started yeah. at center of the first two Super Bowl wins. Right. People think it was Mike Webster. It was Ray Mansfield. And they actually rotated for a while, which yeah. was never heard of, too, just because this Webby guy was too hard to keep off the field. But Mansfield's a pro bowler. I'm like, imagine that. And uh, Moon, you know, he still lives locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, a staple of that yeah. line in the 70s, Absolutely. too. Right, right, right. Absolutely. That's a good class. Really good class. That is a really good class. And uh, I, a funny story about Aaron Smith. Um, I've called him over the years to do different stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I have his – Phone yeah, number. I have, right, I have right. a cell number. So I'm in my car, and I'm driving, and I have a friend named Darren Smith. <laughs> and I'll say, and if I say call Darren Smith, my phone, for whatever reason, doesn't call Darren Smith. It calls Aaron Smith. So I've basically, <laughs> Whoops, but, sorry. I've basically accidentally dialed in the last, I don't know, eight months, uh, Aaron Smith like five times. And he's probably like, I thought I shook that reporter a decade ago, and he's still bugging me. Yeah. My, my, my car then says, calling Aaron Smith. And no, no, no. I'm like, no, sorry, I sorry, right. stop on that. No, no. So, 
Uh, I haven't seen Aaron here myself yet personally, but if I do see him, I'm going to say He's hey, down on the sidelines, but, yeah, yeah you yeah, remember to clear that up. Yeah, I'm like, obviously, I was going to text him about it. But if he hasn't said anything about it. He hasn't complained to me about it. Hey, stop calling me or something. If he like sees that. you first, he might. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dale, I got a bone to pick with you, man. You bug me all the time. Yeah, why are you calling me all the time? So I would have to explain that to him. Yeah, well, now you might have to call him again. I've figured it out, though, now that if I just say call Darren okay, and not Smith, it just calls Darren Smith, not Aaron Smith. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Steeler named Darren you might be calling that. <laughs> uh, Good so, stuff. Well, here we're breaking up yeah, into breaking uh, up ones here. versus ones. Yep, absolutely. So practice getting back to I non-special not, team I, I, stuff. Note that uh, Deontay Johnson is back out there today after missing yesterday or after leaving early yesterday, as is Connor Hayward. Mm-hmm. I uh, haven't seen DeMarvin Leal yet, but I, I assume he is out there as well today. Uh, pick it. Oh, little, Fumbled uh, snap a little bit. Fumbled snap, it. he picks it up. Hits Deontay There's Johnson Deontay. on the crosser. Hasn't missed, a, hasn't missed a beat. They're working third downs here again. Mm-hmm. And that was third and uh, four, and they picked that up uh, They just very moved easily. it to third and Six, five. Third and five. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, speaking of Hayward, didn't look like he missed a beat either. No. He, uh, he caught a nice touchdown, touchdown pass right in the That was a nicely designed play. Yeah, it was. It was. Absolutely. He, he, he was on the he was He's going to be a force. He was flanked on the left, came across the formation in, in motion, and mm-hmm. then just took off for the, for the pylon. Yeah, and just speed from that, you know, trying to get a flat-footed defender to keep up with someone that's already got a head of steam That's going. usually one that you see they use either uh, – it's typically a wide receiver pattern. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about him, though, is he can do all those things. You could even hand it to him in that situation. Right, you know? right. And then Big Brother swatted one down. I'm pretty sure it was Cam swatted one down in uh, seven shots as well. That one broken up there uh, by uh, Patrick Peterson. I think that would have been a sack by Alex Highsmith. Nobody, I think so too. Nobody yeah. got open on that one. It's a nice rush by Highsmith. Yeah. yeah. Um, as you'd expect. Yeah. He looks good. No, he looks really good. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure he's got a little, little bit extra energy too. You know, everyone knows the eyes are on him more than usual. You know, he, he was talking about that when he signed, signed the contract. He, he had a little press conference earlier this week. And he said he he missed some time last year in training camp, and he really hated mm. it because he's a guy that likes to be out there working. And yeah. Just uh, didn't enjoy that part of the process it at all. It can be so frustrating for yeah. some of those guys. You know, like not only does your body part hurt and it's not healing exactly overnight or whatever. but Another tough snap there on that one. Yeah. And, and kind of TJ there. was in there causing some problems yeah. as well. Pass rush is going to be an issue oh. again this year. <laughs> it's going to give the tackles some, uh, some, <laughs> some reps here and – I hope people well, – I guess there's two ways to take Again, it. Again, what we you just know? talked about, these guys, the pass rushers have an s- extreme advantage here right now. Yes, they do, um, except they can't hit the quarterback. They can't finish, of course. But these tackles are going against Highsmith, Watt, and maybe even their two backups, I don't expect them to be the winners at the end of camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the pass rush stuff, they're at a disadvantage. So it makes you better. See a little motion here for Armuth going uh, right to left. Another, Another bad snap. snap. Is it Cole out there? Oh, and oh, a near pick. Accepted by uh, Trey Norwood. There. This is a sloppy series by the offense. Yeah. Or a good one by the defense. But the, the snapping thing's a problem. The snaps have been an issue. Yeah. yeah. I assume it was Cole. I just want to double check. Yeah, but it was. I, it was has been. It was yeah. Cole. Yeah. yeah, it was the ones. I don't want to hear it's a wet ball or anything like, like that either. But, yeah, they're having a little chat about it, apparently. Talking about something there. I don't know if he's, you know. Dealing with something there? Yeah, I don't know. Is he a thumb that's bugging him or whatever? Right. I, I don't know because that was like three in a row that were not where they had to be. Let's see. We get the twos out there now. Jalen Warren motions way out to the outside. That's been a common theme, getting yeah. those guys outside the numbers at least sometime pre-snap. Chappelle Russell goes with him. Then he motions back to the mm-hmm. backfield and Russell goes with I him. I wonder again. if they'll try to target Warren versus Russell on this one. 
Yeah, not a man look, though. Oh, oh, uh, I got a little pass interference. It's so funny. The league's unbelievable. I mean, it used two years ago, if you would do motion and a guy would go with you or wouldn't. It's man. It's man. Yeah. And now defenses are hiding it. I mean, now defenses are hiding it. They're just saying, we're going to send somebody with you that's kind of like you. A linebacker goes to the running back. A corner goes to the receiver. But we're still playing zone, you know. But there'll be some hole in that people will find, you know. But it's, it's interesting, though, because was, it was Chapel Russell who had the pass interference there. Mm-hmm. And that was a throw back to the left side of the field on a crosser. He had just come back across the, the formation. With, right, yeah, right. To your point. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Another good pass oh boy, rush. Six-man pass rush there. Yeah. That probably got home if they, they were, were allowed. Yeah, yeah. would have had the sack on that one. At least would have been more disruptive. They pulled up the last step or two, of course. But it ended up being a complete pass. The fans cheered, yeah. but that that's a defensive win, Herbert's especially good. on third and six. Herbert's good. I, that's what You're I'm, convinced, that's, huh? That's my take out of the yeah. first couple of days here. That kid can play. I hate to admit it, but I love to say when I'm wrong on the air, it was my least favorite draft pick when it was said and done because I adored this draft, for one thing, yeah. and every one of them fell into place. And I just went, if he doesn't hit, maybe he's not an edge. Maybe he's not an inside linebacker. Maybe he's not big enough. I could just see paths to where he's only a special teamer. Whoop, well, a little I'm gonna, jump there. I think I'm eating those words, yeah, thankfully. Oh, oh. Ugh, thrown behind Gunner, it looked like. Yeah, we hit a little offside. Zone. Yeah, that was sloppy pre-snap stuff, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I heard, you know, there were some national guys who, who compared Herbig to uh, – Sutton Smith, a guy the Steelers drafted mm. a few years ago. I could see that, but similar body types. Herbert's better. Herbert was a better college football player, right. a better I mean, program that was more against, productive. Yeah, nothing against Sutton Smith, but he right. Herbert played at a much higher level and was twenty sacks in the last two years in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, and thirty tackles for a loss. I mean, sometimes, and hey, I'm guilty as this as anyone. Sometimes you just have to watch the tape with a Budweiser, or not even the tape, just. Have a Budweiser and wings in your hand on Saturday afternoon watching Wisconsin, Penn State, and go, oh, he's good. And I don't care about the measurables or the usage or anything. Just I want to bring him on my team, and he's one of those guys. Yeah, that was uh, actually some nice blitz pickup there by – Yeah, it was. Who was it? I missed it too. I I don't know. uh, It was good enough to look like it would have allowed Trubisky even in real life to take off for a big game and pick up the first down. That was uh, Darius Hagans. Was it? Yeah. So good by him. That's how you make names for yourself, right? Anyone can run through these holes that are open that people aren't yeah. really tackling you, but you pick up the blitz properly and know who to get and get your hands on them in a proper manner. Yeah, because the inside way. linebacker was coming. I mean, so we got a running back again detached outside the numbers. He's staying out there, though. Yep, now he's motioning him. Oh, now he's moving into the – He's wide open. That, again, yep. picking, through the, picking through this. That's that was interesting. Indefensible. That's pretty tough, yeah. Because, I mean, he's – that was Warren, right? I yeah, assume. that was, yeah, that was Warren. A really good receiver, quick feet. So they had him lined out like a traditional all the way outside. I mean, a wide out position. Then he shuffle, shuffle, shuffles into like a bunch at the numbers, and then he runs through the traffic. When it's a pick, but it's not a pick. Right, right, right. I mean, bunch sets are hard enough in man coverage, and then he comes free right outside the linebacker box, and he's trucking up field. Yeah, that's been a nice game. Still sifting through the trash. Yeah, right. That's a tough cover, man. Now McFarland motions from right into the uh, a lot of that this year into the sidecar spot here, and looking his way. Nope, not there. And something came open underneath boom. too. Yeah, two guys went with with the uh, they followed the eyes on that one. That was Mason Rudolph on that pass there. Yeah, people uh, talk about like Shanahan and eye candy and things like yeah. that. If you're that linebacker, you're saying we just got beat on a similar play with running back motion. 
There goes McFarland. He's fast. I'm going to at least put my eyes his direction, right. maybe lean that way, or even take one step. And Rudolph did a nice job of looking there, right? And then right, coming right. back to the crossing route with Jamarcus. Yep. Uh, Which I Bradley bet is how it was that. drawn up. Yeah, you know, like if you look here and then go key here. that linebacker. If you can sell him on McFarland, you're going to get 84 underneath. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice. I'm seeing more plays like that this year. More, a lot. Yeah. Oh, rain's coming down. Yeah, it is raining a little bit. That's a sack. That would have been a sack, but, whoa, wide open. That's a blown coverage. Yeah. yeah. Hakeem Butler. Yeah, you would not want to have to tackle Hakeem Butler in the open. No, especially after getting ahead of steam <laughs> with his high knees. and Yeah, but that would have been a sack for sure. Yeah, that was going to be a sack. But that's, a, again, Mason Rudolph out there with, with this group. Again, I, I look at that group, uh, you know, even the offensive linemen. We got. Uh, I say it's not a bad crew for the threes. I mean, you got Ryan McCullum out there, who they like. Uh, Dylan Cook at tackle. Uh, who else is out there? out there? Um, sixty-four isn't listed on our program. I'm not sure who that is. Sixty-four is uh, Jared Williams. Okay. He's a first-year tackle out of Miami. Um, yeah, these yeah, are the threes. I mean, these are the threes, and they've got guys here. I mean, they, they like McCollum. Mm-hmm. The thing about being a third-team offensive lineman is, is if your life isn't hard enough, you know, you're not the most talented. You're not going to get the premier reps. But the four guys you're playing with, you've played with so little. Right, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? At least the twos have run together a little bit. The threes, I mean, communication is so important in that line. It's hard to show well because the guy next to you might just blow a block and all of a sudden, you know, it's a disastrous rep. Yeah, that one, uh, Quincy Roche uh, did a little stunt and came up mm. the middle. Kind of a forgotten guy. Yeah, really. I mean, considering the four ahead of him are all getting a lot of buzz, rightfully so. But I guess you could keep five conceivably. That I mean, if he blows your doors off or practice I don't know squad. Somebody's or, on the practice squad. Yeah. Right, right. Now we're back to ones against ones here. Looks like we're doing first and ten. Coming out on the. Uh, this is safety there. Thirty-four Keith. yard line, their own thirty-four. So yeah, plenty get, of field uh, to work with. We get Keanu Neal and KZ are the safeties. I haven't noticed Minka's not dressing again Doesn't today. Look like yeah, it. I guess not. Peterson and Levi Wallace are the uh, cornerbacks, and you've got uh, Elijah Riley in the slot. Hmm. He's showing up. Yeah. No, he's. I, I like him. Yeah, um, he's showing up a lot. He's showing blitz. Showing there. a little blitz here, and now backing out of it. Is he going to come? No, no they bring it from the other side. Yeah, there you go. Right. There you go. Oop, oop, oop. And it's broken up there. That was a nice design. Really. Flashed the, the, the slot blitz pre-snap and then brought it from distance with Neal yeah, you know, from the other side. Pickett tried to thread the ball into uh, Friermuth with Cole Holcomb on him and mm -hmm. broke that up. And I think Neal rushed him a little bit, too. Yeah. You know, at least the, the thought of it. Knowing he has to get it out. But, I mean, I, again, I don't know how the play was designed, but Pickett was smart enough to go to where Neal used to be. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? That's how you beat the, the blitz. Right, you, right. Go, you go where the, the, the blitzer is coming from. This should be a good matchup here. We got Deontay Johnson down here on the bottom against, uh, Pat, against Pete. Pat, Pat Peterson. We got motion to that side, uh, motion back across again with uh, Calvin Austin, and that's an inside handoff to Naji. Najee Harris. It would have been a, a nice game, but again, you can't tell. Who knows? Stuff. I mean, the yeah. blocking is a little mysterious, but they're trying to get those linebackers to drift a little on the motion, you right? Know, that, that jet motion. Again, Austin screaming across the formation yeah. one way and then going back across the other. That's tough on that edge defender just because what if they hand it to him? How can I get outside of him and force him, you know, so he might not crash down on the inside run quite as hard? We're going to watch one more here before we take a uh, well. take a break. we got uh, double uh, receivers down here to the bottom. 
fake handoff and then roll to the left, and that opens up uh, Darnell Washington for a nice, easy pickup there. Although TJ would have blown that apart. It, it looked like the blocking scheme was to have Chooks almost pull to Watts' outside shoulder and then have the back help. Well, TJ is having none. <laughs> <laughs> he will do that. But, yeah, uh, we're gonna take a break. None of that. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We are live from Steelers training camp practice here at training camp practice number four today. Or is it four three? This is three uh, from St. Vincent College. We're gonna take a break. We are live on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Or seven home of the Black and Gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, we are live from Steelers training camp here on the beautiful campus of uh, St. Vincent College. It looks like it's just the rain is real light here right now. Yeah, it was a little harder there for a while, yeah. but it's a kind of gray sky, but I think we'll get around it. The defense is just uh, kicking some butt. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not even the ones now, too. It's just yeah. everybody. They're flying it's around. right across the board here. So, um, again, I, I, I want to stress now it's coming down. Rain's coming down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? now it's starting to pick I, up. Again, I want to stress to people that, in these kind of situations, the defense has a huge advantage mm-hmm. um, because they're more athletic. Yeah, that's a good point. Just running around without the physicality. Um, I will say though, not not a real clean practice though by the offense. Those you know the snaps, there was a drop here and there. I mean, some of the passes were fine, not great. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, some days defense wins, some days they don't. But uh, I think this defensive front is um, pretty formidable. Nasty. Yeah, Nasty. yeah, it is. Really and is deep and deep. That's what I mean, all the way through. Waves, right, yeah. right. So there, uh, I see there'll be p- plenty of days where up front the defensive line across the board wins. Yeah, and so I they're mean, training pretty good. You know, that's the one thing. You know, when you look at a, a, a training camp, right? When it's when it's Steelers against Steelers or whatever team it may be, right? If somebody does something good, that means not necessarily that the other unit did something bad, but. They didn't win that rep. They didn't win that rep. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, same as in any game against whoever. You know, right. I mean, they're stalemates, of course. But, yeah, I mean, there's – you can look at it. It's a whole glass half empty, half full thing. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. Especially when they're both your team that you're rooting for. Or, Without you're, a doubt. Right. Yeah. So, interesting to, to see here. Now we're breaking off into another special teams uh, session here, and Danny Smith's got the – And it's pouring now. Looks like we're doing a little uh, – a little more punting, lining guys up for punting here. Is this feel? I'm right? trying to figure out what they're doing down here by the goal line too. They're doing this little funky dance. I can't quite figure out. This looks like it's going to be jamming. Yeah. They're yeah, they're just practice. doing lateral quickness. Yeah. Okay. Because they're going to, you know how they you, you double a, a gunner. It looks like the, those two would be the doublers working in, yeah, working working in, in unison, shot, yeah. so they're not running into each other. Never thought about that from that perspective because they're holding a towel to keep the proper distance between them. So. They want to be about a man between them distance. Let's keep this towel, which is, I don't know, two feet, two and a half feet, something like that, between us so we move as one. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, a lot of little nuances like that that you work on in these type of situations. Some of these drills people, people come up with. You know, I'm sure maybe this drill has been around in special teams for 30 years, or maybe Danny dreamed it up one night when you know when he was on vacation. Who knows? But I always wonder where some of these drills come from. But it's pretty easy to figure out why they do it once you think about All it. All right, it is now it's really boring, in, yeah. in sheets here. And um, as long as there's, you know, not lightning, 
I mean, there can't be many periods left. Mike Tomlin's going to keep him out there. Oh, I don't think he's even thinking about the it. The plan was for this to be done by 3.30. Uh, they, so they were a little behind schedule right now. If they've got a special team session now, that means they basically have two more sessions after they usually don't. Yeah, they usually don't end on a special team session. Right, right. So, so there's seven and a half minutes left in this period and probably two more periods, I would think. Yeah. I mean, they took a little break to do the Aaron Smith thing. They they were over on the uh, the field turf fields to begin so practice. Then you have to travel, you know, yeah, over so here and things of that nature. There's some so. logistics to it all. Um, but yeah, it is coming. But down. it's raining harder and harder. Yeah, <laughs> I am uh, quite happy that we're on until six o'clock today. I'm also happy we're not in the tent. With all respect <laughs> oh, to some of those yeah, that used that to come visit bad. us on the tent, think that we were like their shelter from the storm. While we were on the air, it's much better being in the press box watching everyone get wet. I will say this. We had some fans of, of the show over here in the hills. Yeah, that was awesome. We that were was walking awesome. back from lunch, and some people were yelling out to us and saying hello. And, uh, you know, we're more than happy to, to, to say hello. We appreciate everybody who listens. All in all, Dale, I've noticed this year of the drive from Latrobe, more of that than ever. So yeah, yeah. I guess people like it. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. We appreciate you listening. And tell your friends because, yeah, you know, We have it. I was thinking about us, though. We have it rough. We're going to have to walk all the way over to dinner. I mean, hopefully it calls, you know, cools down well, for us. By 6 o'clock, I hope that that's all done. Man, that's, we got a tough gig here. <laughs> <laughs> As every other one in Steeler Nation is just getting swamped right now. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, coming down harsh. But, uh, yeah, there's still uh, there doesn't seem to be any uh, move here to, uh, to end Mm-mm. things. It's actually slowing down a little bit now. It is. It is. So they, they watch the radar very closely. It's amazing how on top of it they are. Yeah, I mean. And some of the devices they use. It. And, you know, I don't know exactly what they use. Maybe I should do a story on that sometime. Well, I know. What's yeah. that thing they do this with? They, 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 they twirl around. I think that's for lightning. They're, there are lightning sensors all across campus. And you'll hear. Okay. So if there's lightning in the area here at St. Vincent College, it's set up so that it automatically sets off an alarm. And you'll hear a recorded message saying, attention, there's lightning in the area. And that's even. During the school year. I mean, not right, on a Steeler right. thing. That's just because a St. Vincent thing. it's a big, thing. wide open space on top, oh, on, on on top of a hill, right. yeah. Things come quick around here, right. No, I, I forgot about that. And, you know, for some, you know, if you're walking across campus, it's a small campus in terms of college campuses. But there are some pretty, you know, distancy walks here. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you get caught at the, the wrong open. time or, right, hey, I better duck in. I mean, I remember last year for Friday Night Lights, Mm-hmm. Uh, when you know we were set up to go, and all of a sudden it just unloaded, and it, that was like Armageddon type yeah, storm. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. stuck on the buses, and uh, if you remember Craig Wolfley uh, trying to walk across over here by the baseball field, and there was a skunk out, and he didn't see it. We're yelling, we're, we're tucked <laughs> right, up underneath right. the, uh, the the awning over there trying to stay dry, and we're yelling, Wolf, Wolf, there's a skunk, there's a skunk, he and he didn't see it until like you, all of a sudden you saw him kind of stop like ten yards from the from the skunk, and like oh. And then he and the skunk started doing, like, a little dance. Like, the skunk would walk away from him for about five yards, and Wolf would go five yards forward. Then the skunk would turn around and come back, and Wolf had the back back off. Like he was blocking Randy White. <laughs> and then, of course, there's always the lightning problem. But and with, then, with, God with, bless him, as much yeah. as we were laughing at Wolf, he went up, got his car, drove around, and picked us all up and drove us down to the uh, Fred Rogers. He's Center. a saint. He is a saint. Saint Wolf. There's going to be a statue out here of Wolf someday. Saint Wolf. Yeah. Yep. Um, but still, special teams going on. We got another four minutes. It looks like for that. Let's They're just doing some basic stuff here yeah. on special teams. Let's talk a little bit more about the, this Hall of Honor class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more uh, basically now, the entire offensive line 
from the 70s. Yeah. Is in the Hall of Fame. Including now in Mansfield. Hall of Hall, who, I should say. Yeah, including Mansfield, who's sort of the predecessor, you know, the first kind of the guy good who one. The, yeah. He's kind of the Andy Russell, you know he what I mean? He was one of the few yeah. holdovers from Chuck Knoll's first season when they brought them all in. So there's that famous story where Chuck Knoll takes over the team and basically says, you guys are terrible and it's mostly all your fault and we're going to get rid of all you. I mean, I'm summarizing you, but yeah. I think Russell and Mansfield. We're going to get good, but a lot of you guys aren't going to be here Because you're it. not good enough to do yeah. it right. But uh, it sure seems like Mansfield and Russell were two that was like, well, maybe we'll build around these guys as opposed to shuffling them out and giving it the giving the reps to draft picks. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, he's one of the ones. And speaking of Wolfley, his uh, his uh, brother is married to Ray Mansfield's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so when they brought Maverick uh, Wolfley in here for training camp, Maverick Wolfley was Ray Mansfield's grandson. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that connection. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, but uh, but think Mansfield, Webby, Dermani, Pouncey. I mean, that's uncanny. A, I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, if you look at the Hall of Fame monitor on uh, Pro Football Reference, mm-hmm. Webster and Dermani Dawson are two of the top four centers in NFL history. Right. Not only are they competing for best Steelers center yeah. of all time, but they might be the best center of all time. Yeah. I don't know where um, Mansfield. Uh, ranks on that i'm going to look it up here real quick while we, mm-hmm. while we talk about this but i mean this thing people the hall of fame voters actually pay attention to this thing oh i know uh, i know you, you bring was, it up a lot and it's a really good reference it was brought up you know several times i'm just looking here where's ray mansfield at now i, I don't know that he's got to be super high on no i wouldn't think he would I because mean, you know he didn't, didn't have a lot of the he was on bad football teams when that's part of it yeah you know, which know. sure didn't help um but he's i mean He's I remember a, learning about this. He's got a score of uh, 32.28, which is just ahead of uh, Dominic Rayola. Mm, okay. He's a good a player. Time. Yeah, he's yeah. a good football player. Uh, but 11, 11 years as a starter, uh, two uh, championships. The thing about that offensive line from the 70s, outside of Webster, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys weren't making Pro Bowls and things of that nature for whatever no, reason. No, they were the most unheralded unit of crazy. the whole group, to be honest with you. Yeah. Clearly. Webby got the accolades, I mean, but then the guards and tackles were really, really good players. It wasn't a team that really had weaknesses, but that was the spot that just didn't get the credit. I assume they just sort of got overshadowed by the big names. You know, I mean, the, the personalities, the Lamberts, the Frankos. They ran the heck know. out of the football. Yeah, I say, right. I mean, that, that unit made that, that team go, and, you know, if they don't have those guys, mm-hmm. it's just not going to work. I'm looking here to see where Moon Mullins <laughs> And I know times are different, but they were such a heavy trapping offense, too, you know, where you'd, you'd let. They weren't the classic. No, right, right, right. Size guy, you know, offensive line. Right. I mean, and what I mean by that is if you did it in today's world, you'd let Chris Jones or Aaron Donald just come free. Right. And then you plaster them with, like, a pulling guard. Yeah. Like, that's dangerous stuff. You know, it's often their best defensive tackle that they let come free down the middle. And that's a lot of repping and a lot of coaching. And, you know, that was part of the reason they were great. Uh, Mullins on the Hall of Fame monitor has a score of a 30.55. That's the same as Conrad Dobler. Really? Okay. So, you know, that's that's good company. Really good company. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. You know, so, again, two very good football players that, you know, they're just not they're not going to be honored in the Hall of Fame. No, no, no. But – but that's what the Hall of Honor's for. Yeah, that's, that right. is what the Hall of Honor. Really for. important in Steeler history too. Oh, without a doubt. All the snaps they put in, you know, before the Steelers were good, while the Steelers were getting good, and then when they were great. Uh, just looking up Aaron Smith here, and again, Aaron Smith is kind of 
He's almost like an offensive lineman where the stats just aren't going to do him justice. Yeah, right. He was a three-four defensive end when they when uh, they asked the defensive ends in their three-four defense to tie guys up so the outside mm-hmm. linebackers could make it. His Hall of Fame monitor score though is forty point nine five. That's just ahead of Dexter Manley. Really? Okay. I mean, he was a flashy edge pass rusher Absolutely. with the Mohawk. You know. Yeah, you know, it's just behind Elvis Dumerville. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those I mean, are high quality a, yeah. edge rushers. You know, they're um, different style defensive ends. Yeah. So. I mean, if you could think about this, folks, I mean, in their 3-4, this is real general, but if you could have Aaron Smith often on the inside shoulder of a tackle, Hampton straight up on a center, and Kiesel also lined up on the inside shoulder of a tackle. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And often, those three would eat every offensive line block. Yeah. So think about it. Quarterback's not blocking anybody. Those five linemen are occupied by three dudes. That leaves you what? five human beings on offense against eight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just real yeah. simple math. If those guys do their job and demand that, the Kendrell Bells and all those folks were real appreciative. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, so Aaron Smith, I mean, you look at the numbers, 44 career sacks pales in comparison sure. to some of those other guys. Right, right. But Bill Belichick called him the best 3-4 defensive end in the league. Yeah, right, right, and right. that was when he had Richard And Seymour was getting that yeah. kind of recognition too. Right, right. Interesting, because I was kind of – the Patriots get more credit because they won more games at that stage, but Hampton and Wilfork, Smith and Seymour, you know, like they were both, they were kind of Reed and Palomalu in a way for their positions, but just people didn't know it as well. You yeah. know, you're not on Sports Center, and, you know. And then the final guy, James Harrison, uh, the Steelers doing, getting ready to do some uh, seven on nine work here. Mm-hmm. They call it seven on seven. Uh, that means the uh, offensive and defensive linemen are out of there. Uh, again, when they get together next Tuesday, that's when the one-on-ones will be going on between the offensive and defensive lines. Those much more meaningful. That's fun to yeah. watch, yeah. It's like um, senior bowl one-on-ones and that kind of stuff. Doubt, right, yeah, right, right, right. Without a doubt. Backs on backers, even corners on receivers and press man, things like that you'll see more of too. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take another break. Okay. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. The rain has stopped falling here at uh, St. Vincent College, and the uh, Steelers taking part in uh, practice session number three here on the fields. Nice crowd on hand here. A lot of people braving the uh, the rainstorm here to uh, yeah, a lot of umbrellas, uh, a lot of umbrellas out. I'm sure people came prepared. I see some ponchos and things of that nature as well. I bet it's done. They probably knew it was coming down hard during special teams and move on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, we're gonna take a break here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more of the drive right after this. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. And welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. And, well, the rain is kind of – it's its good, like just it, – it's, it's the, Yeah, here, right. It, it's still a mist. Yeah, now coming it's coming down, misting right. down sideways kind of here mm-hmm. as the wind but is But not super up. hard. Yeah. But it does make uh, throwing the football a little more difficult. Yeah, it's good for him. Yeah. you got to play in these kind of certain you know, situations uh, during the season. But the Steelers are uh, practicing here in front of us, uh, still wrapping up. Uh, practice session number three. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. And, uh, well, Looks like there's two and a half minutes in this period. Maybe we'll get another? I think there should be one more okay. after this, and then they'll be done. Uh, the Steelers will be wrapping up their third day of heat acclimation. The mm-hmm. heat not nearly as big of an issue as it was uh, yesterday when we but, saw. But weather was a factor. Weather was a factor. Uh, we did see three guys yesterday. Uh, leave practice early uh, with uh, heat 
injury-related issues. That was Deontay Johnson, DeMarvin Leal, and Connor Hayward, all three back today. And, uh, well, we'll see, uh, you know, again, uh, looks like uh, Minka Fitzpatrick not practicing again today. Yeah, see what's up with that. Um, no news on that one at this point. Nothing to report there. Uh, but another good a good practice for the defense here today. Yeah. This defensive front, um, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty. Yeah, they were just doing uh, third and sevens. Now they're doing first and tens in this period. And Again, this is nine on sevens. Yeah. But one thing I really noticed with Pickett and also now Trubisky holding the ball a really long time, which – Means the guys are covered, but right. you know that that's not going to cut it. I mean, I, I was sitting here with a stopwatch and Kenny's last cover. That was nice. Hayward with a nice uh, getting getting free there against uh, who who did we have there on defense? Yeah, I couldn't quite tell on that one either. But that was, that was a nice Hayward play. Man. That was uh, Kwiatkowski. Okay, so I would think Nick's going to have a tough time keeping up with Connor. Any kind of one-on-one situation. Hayward's a difficult guy to cover. He is slippery. Shows up every slippery. practice in a, yeah. in a, one way or another. Always with a positive play. That was a big one. That's probably a 25-yard gain or something like that. There were people when the Steelers drafted him two years ago. Oh, if his last name was Williamson, they wouldn't yeah, have picked him. Yeah, right, he, right, they right. just did that as a favor to Cam. No, no, they did not. He's right. a football player, and he can play. I always say it's kind of like drafting Pickett oh, from next door. nice play there wow. by Butler. Taking that was. the ball, he just kind of pulled the ball right off the helmet. Uh, of uh, Luke Barku, mm-hmm. uh, who's a big cornerback, 6'1", 190. I thought it was going to be picked. Yeah. I mean, he, he was in perfect position to go grab it. Was in position, and, and Butler just went up and said, no, that's my ball. Yeah, and here comes Pickens <laughs> all fired up to tell, talk to his buddy. Yeah, that's just going and being big and rebounding over a little guy and yeah, then Trubisky, took it into the end zone. Trubisky comes down, he threw the pass, he comes down and gives him a little, uh, hey, nice job. Yeah, that's big. Um, I forget what we were talking about, something – Really smart. The defense. The defensive front. And yeah. We were talking about Hayward. Oh, Hayward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I, I use the reference of taking Pickett out of pit isn't – all scouting is is gathering information. If you know more about Connor Hayward than the other 31 teams, you're either going to take him because you like him or, you're take, or you won't because you don't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, any that works edge both ways. You, any edge you can get. Yeah. You know, right. You share a building with the Pitt Panthers – and their quarterback's a big-time prospect, it would be, you know, unconsolable if you didn't know everything about that guy. You Absolutely. Know? And you, if you, should, yeah, and you, you don't take him just because you know him. Each morning. Yeah, you don't take him just because you know him. You take him because you know more about him, and that lessens the bust potential on those guys. Yeah. You know, Herbig's another one. I mean, you got your brother. Yeah, and some of that is, you know, good fortune as well. I mean, there's obviously yeah, yeah. There, there are guys that they like. That's a nice throw, actually, by Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um, he dumps it off out to the flat for Jalen Warren, but put it in a spot where Warren could get his shoulders turned yeah, and yeah. catch it going upfield. Yep, but he didn't have to wait and stop for it. Right. Yep, hit him or go hit backwards. Him yeah, right. he didn't right, right. throw it behind him, so he had to you know stop his feet and then get his momentum. He threw the ball, so he, his momentum was leading him down the field. Yep, which is maybe only a foot difference, you know, but that could be the difference of getting blasted out of bounds or maybe get a hand on the football as opposed to I pick up 20 extra yards on the sideline before anybody can get there. You yeah, know what I mean? It's right. huge. So that's a nice job by Mason Rudolph on that throw, um, getting to, to Jalen Warren there. Um, more, more Connor Hayward motion. Again, holding the ball a little long for my liking, but oh. even that one just, you know, it wasn't a tremendous play or anything, but you had Washington in line, Hayward off the ball on the opposite side, 
Then he motions to Washington's hip, you, you know, as an off the you know off the line tight end. They're just such different tight ends, you know. Washington yeah. oh, with his yeah. hand in the dirt, right next to Hayward, who's a step behind him to his right, off the ball. They're tremendously different athletes. If you're a you defensive know I mean? coordinator, how are you? How are you attacking that when the Steelers do that? Like if I don't a, know the rules Hayward on those type of the, thing. With right. Hayward on the field as opposed to one of the other tight ends on the field. See, that's what I was thinking. Is I don't know the defensive rules well enough to really comment on it, but. If they treat those two the same, where strong safety linebacker, linebacker, linebacker just kind of bumps out, well, one of them has a much different assignment than the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's on the quarterback to, boy, they got that little safety on Washington. I'm going to throw a, a hot, nice high ball to him. Or they got that heavy linebacker on, on Hayward. He's going to juke him out of his shoes, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a big advantage for the Seals. Okay, we got mm-hmm. we got ten minute period here starting. Looks we got like first, ones and, on ones. first yeah. and ten here with the ones against ones. We get a little motion here by Allen Robinson from uh, left to right. It gives us trips on this side. Pickett looking on the back side of the play, and Cam Swat. Hayward just swats it down. I think that's his second of the day. I'm pretty sure the one in uh, seven shots was Cam too. Now that JJ uh, Watt has retired, he's the best in the business. Adam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he gets his hands up in the passing. He's like, you know. Uh, Tyson Alualu was pretty good at that as well. So that, yeah. I know they uh, they practice it. I don't know how you practice it, but it's TJ was good at it goal. too. He is. He, he is. gets his hands up in the uh, the passing lane. Sometimes he picks them off. Yeah, that's the difference there. <laughs> Cam, uh, I think, only has one career pick, whereas TJ. Uh, I mean, obviously, those guys stress it, and I used to reference this thinking once TJ showed up, Cam and those guys got better at it. Was JJ like giving them a tip or two through? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Through I don't know TJ. You know. Well handoff because there's that obviously a skill to it i just don't quite feel understand. good either on your hand what's that the quarterback's throwing the ball from about three yards away from you now he may be throwing the ball 20 yards down the field mm-hmm. he's putting some zip on it and you're putting your hand up there and you're getting the point of the ball usually oh yeah it's blocking in your hand oh it has to hurt yeah to i hurt. would think like blocking a kick has to hurt yeah. like crazy yeah but you're thrilled about it yeah, you uh, maybe you just don't feel it in the moment. Right. But. It's like a goalie making a huge save, but it doesn't feel good. That ball's heavy, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're lining up here again. We get uh, Najee Harris to pick its right in the backfield. He comes out. Hmm. And that's a nice throw. Real nice. Might have been a sack. Real nice uh, rep there by Montrevis Adams. Yeah. Who got off the ball. They were in their base 3-4 and just whipped the center pretty quick. Yeah, but. Hits uh, Pickens over the middle. Again, using the middle of the field. That was like a little skinny post maybe uh, or a little in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, middle of the field. Yeah, 20 yards down the field, and, and uh, Pickens uh, catches it in stride and gets some yak. That's one thing yeah. he said yesterday that he wants to really improve on this year is uh, getting more yards after the catch. I can see that, and I think some of it's usage too. I mean, if you're bringing a lot of comebacks and goes after the catch is tough or on a, a play like that, you're going to have more space to work with. Yeah. All right, breaking the huddle here again. It's still Pickett in the backfield. He's got Jalen Warren beside him now, and it's a tight formation. Uh, Putting Gunnar Olszewski goes from right to left and cut lines up inside in a bunch. And the handoff goes to Warren. And Okay. They do that a lot with Gunnar where they, they motion him across to trips to like a bunch, and then he comes across almost as a lead blocker as kind of a decoy slash whoever you whoever's available type kind of guy yeah because he'll yeah he throws his throw body in there. in there kind of like a Heinz Ward type of move all right we got the twos now on the field here their second team offensive line is not bad yeah so, a, so what's a 
So what's that second team O line look like left to right well, you now? Got you got Broderick Jones at left tackle. You got Kevin Dotson at left guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Green at center? I can't tell yet. I see Herbig is out there. Yeah, Green's at center. You got Herbig at right guard. And Clark's at right tackle. That unit might start some games for some teams. The Titans would really like to have that five <laughs> right now. I'm not saying they'd all start for the Titans, but if they had those five players, oh, they'd be yeah. in a lot better shape than they are now. And that one, uh, you saw Hayward go in motion across the formation, mm-hmm. and then the handoff came, and Warren followed Hayward around the end there. Yeah, it's not always misdirection. Sometimes they use those guys as lead blockers, Gunner or Kay- Hayward in particular. Well, Hayward would be really valuable and in that. Just exactly. Just let him, let him go find somebody on the move. There's so many things he does well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just gives you a, – he's a chess piece. He's, he's a like, chess piece, He's right. like the queen on the chessboard. Yeah, I mean, you could just flat-out hand him the ball and get you out of a game if you had to, too. No, he's very valuable. Yeah, we'll watch one more play here before okay. we go to break here at the top of the hour. Uh, we got the, the corners are James Pierre, and we have uh, Corey Trice down here on the bottom. So Herbig. Herbig is split out wide yeah. here against that bunch on the the right side here. And looking on the back side, now looking back in the front, and it opened up there for Trubisky. I don't think that would have been a sack. That would have been a big gain for Mitch Trubisky on a scramble that things just opened up for him there. Golden had pressure, though. He might have been able to trip him up before because he, he won his rep, but then Trubisky's not easy to get on the ground not either. Easy. Like he, right. st- he stepped he up felt in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, he felt it coming and stepped up in the pocket, and things were there was nobody in the middle of the field. Right, and then, the, yeah, the seas yeah. parted. Speaking of seas parted, it looks like the rain has stopped here. The clouds have kind of parted, but uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We'll be back with our live coverage from Steelers training camp practice here at St. Vincent College right after this. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 